Cheers. Cheers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Stay and Screamcast. I'm Hunter. I'm Duff. And we are most stoked to be here today in Finnegan's um, doing, honestly, it's kind of pathetic that you've got two men almost in their 30s um, gathered together to uh, look out a window longingly as, mm-hmm. as the rain comes down, and um, we just haven't gotten over it. No. I, I don't think it's really hit. Not at all. You, but you say <laughs> pathetic. I say this is beautiful. I, I think it's I think it's a sign of a community. Yes. It's, uh, it's a very... We're, we're throwing heart signals at people out the windows. They, um, they can't see us. It's a little fogged <laughs> up, but it's okay. <laughs> but that's true HHN spirit. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a tough season. I mean, even uh, our Lord and Savior, Mike Aiello, is crying, and that's why it's, it's so sad in the it, park today. It hurts, today. for yeah. sure. So, like we said, we're here in Finnegan's, and um, this is going to be the first episode of a series that we're doing, just in case you missed the trailer, where we're going to get together every week, or at least try to, you know, things happen, but we're going to try to get together every week that the event was supposed to run, and just record a podcast that's supposed to be um, similar to conversations that you'd have with your friends before you went out into the houses. Try to recapture some of that that screaming magic, you know? So basically what we do every day anyways. Anyways, online, on Facebook, yep. wh- whatever it might be. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this. We've got a pretty good topic for you that I think you guys are going to be excited for. But first, every episode I want to start off with our Stay and Scream House of the Week. So because we are at Finnegan's, I think we should pick a house where out of any of the years that we've gone, we would hit first if we were leaving Finnegan's right now. Oh, so here, why don't we start with, uh, let, let's just start with last year, so 29. Okay. So last year for Stay and Scream, you had Ghostbusters, you had Stranger Things, um, I believe Us and Yeti were 630 Yeah, houses. they were the 630 opens. So that's, I think it's Ghostbusters and Stranger Things, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I have an answer for this. I never Stay and Scream once at Finnegan's last year. Yeah. Because I... Didn't care so much to do Stranger Things or Ghostbusters to start the night. Yeah, yeah. Those were ones where it was like, oh, the wait's kind of short. I'm going to go ahead and hit that yeah, one. exactly. But, um, you know, I, I'm a big Ghostbusters guy, so if I had to go, that that's where I would have been first. I expect um, that. But, so, if we were doing... So, you know what? Because we're only going to do each year, and this might be the only episode we're recording in Finnegan's, uh, a little bit of backstory there. We... <laughs> Poor Duff, it is pouring rain, just like it's supposed to be for HHN opening weekend, and um, you got a little soaked. I did, I did. So the original plan was Duff Gardens. Yeah. The rain obviously ruined that. So I then go to Moe's, which turns out closes early. So <laughs> back over to Finnegan's I ran. And I'm assuming with the rain, Duff Gardens isn't open either. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's unfortunate or fortunate. You know, Finnegan's is a special location to a lot of people. Um, I tend to start my event in Finnegan's, mm-hmm. but then just stay in Duff Gardens for, like, the rest of the event. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I am a Duff Gardens um, elitist, I believe. If you go there, you are, like, top-notch, stay-and-scream level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where you got the 25 lanyards. Yes, correct. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. We're all, we're all just packed in there. So, so let me ask you. 
So this is a good place to ask. Do you do you prefer to start with a tent or a parade building house or a sound stage? I typically start with a tent. Okay, so you have something to build up yes, to. Yes, correct. Okay. See, I usually like to do the sound stages first because I get the big theatrical stuff and then I get the scary stuff after I'm warmed up, you know? Okay, it's kind of like revving my engine a little bit. I think last year I started with House of a Thousand Corpses most. That was like my go-to start the night off right kind of house. Okay. And I think, like, you know, that was a good house. It wasn't my all-time favorite or anything like I that. I really like that house. It was a very enjoyable house. It yeah. kind of gets you on the right foot just to start it off. So last year was perfect for it. The uh, year before you had Slaughter Cinema. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, small plug for you guys. You guys have a Slaughter Cinema shirt. We do so. have a Slaughter Cinema shirt. Yeah. So, uh, partnered with Hot Vault. If yep. you want to go check that out, we, you know who they are. I don't need to tell you more. Yeah, Hot Vault. Go get your Slaughter Cinema HHN 365 collaboration shirt. Um, so we at Catacombs, we're doing the Lunatics Playground collaboration. Yep. So we're going to sell one for every 25 that you guys sell, is basically what's happening. Uh, we'll, well see. maybe with Chance, like, not yeah, getting a lot of representation. People want some Chance. Yeah. yeah. Take a chance on her, Universal. Well, okay. They, I mean, they did the throwback. Yeah. You know, is... I posted about that. It bothers me they still haven't fixed her eyes. Oh, yeah. So chance has never had eyes. blue yeah. eyes. Chance has always had yellow eyes. But anyway, so what are we drinking before we get started? Uh, so I grabbed the Semitics. Okay. Uh, you know, Finnegan's, I have to do Smittics, Guinness, Harp, something like that. Something like that. And I have a snake bite, so it's just kind of my go-to beer, mixed drink, uh, light, refreshing um, for the, these humid, rainy yep. days, you know. I, I'd say a very popular stain screen drink. Yeah. For yeah, sure. For sure. It's the place to go before you get all hyped up on your, your Jack's Carnage. And <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Saturn last year was really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the only one I liked last year, unfortunately. How many were there last year? Four? There were four? Yeah, there were four last year. Oh my year. god. Yeah. I never got the last cup. I never got the arcade cup. I missed one, but I have the arcade. I don't remember which one I missed now. It was Clowns, I missed Monsters. Monsters. I missed Monsters. Dude, you heard me. I don't me. know how. You heard me. I think I was just tired of sugar drinks at that point. Yeah. And then by the time I realized I didn't have the cup, they were gone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, our house of the week, just coming from Finnegan's and HHN 25, it looks like it's going to be Ghostbusters by default, but uh, love that house, no complaints here, good times. So It was an okay house. You know what, we're not going to have this conversation. <laughs> so, we are going to let the music play, and we'll go ahead and dive into our main topic of discussion for this first episode of the Stay and Screamcast. Alright, Duff, so we have a pretty fun topic today. Do you want to explain or you want me to do it? What, what works best for you? Uh, yeah, I can take it. Why not? Sure. Uh, so, we kind of wanted to look at what was speculated, uh, what was rumored, what was maybe even happening um, that we're not going to get and we're sad about, that we're not going to get to experience. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to talk about a few of those personal choices for us. Sure. Uh, I know a couple were very easy for me. Yeah, there's a few that come right to mind. Um, there's two really big ones that come to mind, like right off the bat. So um, why don't we go ahead and hit one of those that you were you were very coy in your description of we were supposed to get but didn't get. Um, go ahead and introduce that one. 
Me? Yeah, no, I yeah, want, yeah. No, no, you. Okay. I want to hear what you're going to say. I believe you're talking about, I'm going to take a gamble uh-huh. here. Not a very big gamble, because yeah. it's pretty common. I believe we're talking about Scream oh, from HHN yeah. 25. Yeah. yeah. So Did I make it that obvious? Yeah, a little okay. bit. So this is a pretty infamous house, just because it's in the commercial that you can watch on YouTube, the uncut commercial, uh, which is actually, it's one of my favorite commercials, the one with like the roulette wheel that spins around. Um, and I think it was uh, Walkers, Freddie and Jason. Uh, there was Ghostface in there too. Yep. Yep. Um, I feel like there was something else that I'm foretting. Um, can't recall off the top of my head. That's okay. That's okay. But anyways, you kind of have like these icons of horror. Um, and then like Scream was legitimately supposed to happen. I've heard so many stories on why this did not happen. The most common one is that MTV wanted to represent the Scream television series from MTV that was uh, kind of getting off the ground at that yeah. point. Yeah, and why the hell would HHN want to do that? Yeah, I mean, like, they have done corporate synergy before, but when you're talking about Scream, which is like, mm-hmm. it's not that old of a movie. I mean, 96, when it comes to classics, they're very used to doing, like, 80s, and, I mean, uh, The Shining was 1980, The Exorcist was even before that, Texas mm-hmm. Chainsaw was 74. So when it comes to, like, new horror classics, they haven't done a lot of that, like no. Candyman or Scream no. or anything. Um, I think we're going to get another try at this one. I think it's going to happen. So, well, I mean, one day it has to, right? Yeah, yeah. But the hardest part about this house is walking into because this is the infamous house that got turned into the Purge, <laughs> and um, seeing so very clearly that it was supposed to be the Purge, or excuse me, the Scream yep. instead of the Purge. Yep. You're walking in. You have the infamous kitchen scene. You have the the ready pop on the stove popped. Um, you've got the tree hanging right after that. You have even the garage kill that happens mm-hmm. in that movie. Like there was so much where it was like, oh my god, the trash, this beautiful, amazing house, and uh, it's just kind of like a lost relic. It's a shame they were so close because if I remember correctly, it's one of those that um, the flop over was very, very quick. Like we're talking yeah. like two to three yeah. weeks. It, this this happened in like. We're talking July, right? I believe it was. I think it was July or August. Yeah, it was. It was very late in the game. Yeah. So yeah, Scream. That's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's my number one for sure. So I'm actually going to bring up. We were talking about modern horror just a second ago, and with modern horror, there comes a very particular franchise that's at the top of a lot of people's list, and uh, that is going to be Warner Brothers Conjuring franchise. So supposedly we have had several tries at this. Um, I believe it was HHN 26 mm-hmm. before it became, I believe that was the year American Horror Story. Correct. And then during 27, the year after they tried it again, that was Hive. Mm-hmm. And there were rumors, I think, as recent as, uh, I think it was this year actually, right? For HHN 30? Yeah, it was rumored. Yeah, that to it start off. It was supposed to be the mega house this year. Yep. It was supposed to be, uh, I think this was like November last year is when this started. Yep. That it was supposed to be all the movies together and then celebrating uh, Conjuring 3, which I believe was supposed to release in October of this year before COVID. Yeah. So. We uh, actually, we, we kind of bit into it. We made on HH10365 a, I think it was in December, we yeah. made like our personal predictions of what we're going to see at HH10365. I remember this episode. And I believe both of us, or all three of us, uh, went with the Conjuring at the event. So, uh, we were bamboozled again. <laughs> Heckin' bamboozled. Um, 
this is one that I know a lot of people will be hyped for, and especially when you're talking about the modern horror franchises, people love Insidious. You know, mm-hmm. James Wan is definitely kind of like the figurehead for a lot of that. We've had Insidious, we've had Dead Silence, which a lot of people that are like hardcore in the community consider one of the best IPs ever put in the, mm-hmm. at the event. So The Conjuring, I think it's bound to happen. I think if it's not next year, um, because you and I are pretty much on the same page that the event from this year is going to be next year, basically. For the most part, yeah. But I believe The Conjuring is going to get its day. It's one oh, of those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, like, it, where I don't think it needs a new movie release to tie into. They no. could just do it at any point. No. It is... I mean, I think you basically said it earlier without fully saying it. It is the biggest yeah. modern horror franchise. Like, it's... I think it's crossed, like, a billion dollars yeah. worldwide. It's insane. Yeah. For the horror genre, especially during this time, that's massive yeah so the conjuring's there I mean you're talking to Annabelle who's out there on vacation I'm not sure if you've seen (laughs) I did she's got her bikini pics Um, she's out living her best life Uh, the nun her movie wasn't that good so she's looking for a bounce back she needs a check Um, but the main like conjuring series all those elements put together it is it is pitch perfect for a haunted house oh yeah Yeah. absolutely absolutely I mean we're basically just looking at contract issues here is basically all it is yeah, because I know HHN and and the team behind it have unlimited ideas on what to do with this. Yeah, totally. And I feel like they've done enough. They've done enough rough drafts at this point, or like actually even plans where like it's just ready to go, and yeah, it's going to keep getting crazier definitely. and crazier. Um, and for those of you who are curious, yes, uh, the Conjuring was a big part of WB's Horror Made Here event out in Los Angeles, but supposedly. That event is is dead. They they tried it for two years and they're like, I believe it's something to do with AT and T after they acquired them is less interested in yeah. running an event like that. Uh, th- there were rumors that yeah. before COVID and everything this year that they were potentially considering trying it again. Um, I didn't know if I ever bought into that, but there were strong rumors. So yeah. I'm sure at this point it's probably fully dead. Yeah, and never coming back. I I think unfortunately it's going to be one of those things where it was like. It was a really cool project. I'm sad that I didn't get a chance to see it. You didn't see it when you made it out I did last not, year. No. Um, was it last? No, uh, it was the year before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunate, but good news for us. I believe, you know, if I was a betting man, which sometimes I am, catch me on Super Mario uh, 64 <laughs> DS in the gambling casino. Uh, <laughs> that's a very particular joke. Sorry, guys. Um, but... Yeah, I, I I would put some pretty heavy money on this within the next five years. Yeah, I would say. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so what uh, is your yeah. second? Pick? So I'm going to bring it back actually to something that was rumored this year that was supposedly on the table and never happened. Um, I don't think everyone is excited about it, but I really was, and that's uh, Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, kind of on the happier side of yeah. the scale, as most people were like, "What? How?" Uh, I like practical puppets being used well. Same. And that house would obviously be stacked, chock full of just puppets. gremlin puppets. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's there's a lot of like good jump scares within the movie that they could have took advantage of in the house. I don't understand why people think it's. I mean, I think it's more horror than Beetlejuice. But people were. I think they're close enough. I think they kind of like toe the line. At the very least, they're about the same. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but people were so excited for Beetlejuice, but people were trashing Gremlins because it's not horror. I feel like... So, here's the thing. I'm very excited for Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins 2, in my opinion, is uh, one of the greatest sequels ever made. Mm -hmm. I think you would just kind of cover the franchise, yeah. like like you just do both movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and especially with Gremlins 2, you, you have a lot of fun things you could do. You could do the spider gremlin, the bat gremlin. Like, there, there's a lot of, like, particular characters you could use. Um, this is another WB franchise as yes. well. Yep. Um, but I think I think the frustration for some people came from, and not everybody, but I think it was having what you'd consider two lighter family-friendly houses the mm. same year. And I, I, I kind of see that point where I would want gremlins in its own year. Yeah. Because it's kind of like if you had... If you did Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice the same year, I think they're maybe a little too close in demographic. I, I see that. However, is Stranger Things that far off those levels of horror? No, but I I honestly feel like Stranger Things is a thing of its own. Like, so it just doesn't even matter? Stranger no, things no, no, no. Are Stranger because, Things. Because when you're talking like pop culture icons, right? You've got Gremlins, you've got Ghostbusters, you've got Beetlejuice. Like, I kind of consider, oh, Poltergeist. Yep. You kind of, Poltergeist being a, a scarier option. But, like, those kind of all fill, like, the same gap, I think. And then with Gremlins, or excuse me, with Stranger Things, Stranger Things is, like, your modern tie-in. So, like, I can let it slide, but I see I what you're it. saying. I got it. Yeah. So, I agree with that. I'm not a huge horror-adjacent coming to Horror Nights all the time kind of guy. Yeah. I prefer, give me some good originals. Uh, I don't hate comedy houses, um, but if it's not a horror movie, it doesn't necessarily belong. And if we do, you know, just every once in a while. Sure. We don't need it every single year. If you're going to do comedy, make it an original. Uh, I'm going to piss people off here. I would have preferred Gremlins over Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's getting cut yeah. because uh, we can't get canceled on the first episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously. Uh, Gremlins is one of my favorite 80s movies, period. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like it could work really well as a house. I agree The effects used in it would have been great. I feel like we're reaching the point where it is one that could... Every year there's like a rumor that's like, oh, it's not a rumor for this year. It's kind of gaining traction for the year after. Mm -hmm. So with Grim Grinning House, we reported, oh, like straight, or, uh, the Haunting of Hill House is one that you're possibly looking at coming to 29 after the success of Stranger Things at 28. Yep. And... Little did we know, now at the end of 29, it's like, oh yeah, Hill House is like, I think that was like the first one besides Beetlejuice that like hit people's radar. Yeah, definitely. So like you get those that are super early. It wouldn't surprise me if A&D is like, man, we really want to do Gremlins and it's kind of like, well, Gremlin its way out, you yeah. know? Um, I think it's going to happen because it's one of those movies, like you're saying, they keep doing like these 80, not cult films, but like these, these pillars of pop culture. Yeah. Um, that are appeal to a wide audience. Ghostbusters, Gremlins, uh, Beetlejuice, that sort of thing. I think Gremlins is right there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how long they're going to stick to this whole 80s vibe they got going on. I assume at some point it's going to start to fall off a bit. I got to ask you, because if anyone's going to understand you are, 28 and 29 don't really feel like separate event years to me. They feel like one really yeah, long yeah. year. So for me, the only difference is 29 amped up the 80s-ness. Yeah. Um, I feel like the marketing for 28 was more 80s. I really like the VHS yes. like kind of aesthetic. Oh, yeah. yeah. But 29 itself, like everything in the park was 80s. You know what else I loved? I loved that fucking pumpkin from 28. Oh, like that rotten hell pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite modern HHN logo by far. I think I'll like, agree with you there. At least since Carnival of Carnage, 
Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick up here. This was an interesting one from not too far back either. This was during the 28 time period. And this house was rumored, and then it ended up becoming dead exposure patient zero. So I'm actually talking about the original Night of the Living Dead, the George A. Romero film. And I just think that's that's such an interesting idea because with dead exposure, you have the strobe aesthetic, um, you know, which is a carryover from the house from 2008. But like with George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, you're also using that black and white aesthetic. And I've really wanted them to, and so is my co-host Matt, he wants to use it for the Universal Monsters. But I would love to see a black and white house. Mm. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot of makeup and, like, work and everything. But a full black and white Night of the Living Dead house, I just think that's a really cool idea. And uh, that's one of those, like, this isn't just a horror movie. Like, the movie's in, like, in the Criterion collection. It's, mm. like, masterpiece level. Yep. So, like... Let's go ahead and give HHN a little bit of, uh, <laughs> give it a little bit of an artistic standing. Um, not that it doesn't have it, but like that's, uh, those are genuine sound effects, folks. Um, but let's, let's like, uh, let's give it something like all time classic. Yeah. Yeah. Hall- Halloween's there. Texas Chainsaw Massacre's there. Night of the Living Dead is, is something else entirely, I think. I, that is top five in my wish list, I'd say. Of, at least for IPs. Yeah. I have, like, original concepts in my head that, like, trounce every IP, because I'm, I'm <laughs> like that. I'm one of those. Um, but, yeah, I, that is something that I wanted to see. I was distraught not to see. Yeah. And I will keep hoping one day will come. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, so my next one, I'm kind of going to cheat a little bit. Okay. Um, it's more of... We've, it's been rumored, but it hasn't happened for reasons. Uh, and that's... Not having Bloody Mary return at all during anniversary years. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's been rumored every time, despite the, the, the legal troubles, I guess we could say. Yeah. Uh, but never come to fruition. So if you don't know, basically, uh, it was public domain, and then it was trademarked at some point. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what year it was. It couldn't have been too long after her event. It was, I think it was like in... 2008, 2000, or 2009, I believe. Supposedly there's been a few developments on this, right? Yes. Because, like... Supposedly she's now public domain again for certain things. Yeah. But still trademarked for others. But this would have been very recent, because even looking at the Tribute Store, mm-hmm. she's not even on her own nope. event map. Nope. So, it's like... It's super interesting, because we're seeing her pop up places, and there are rumors that um, the, this heavily rumored makes perfect sense house the the icons house she's featured in it along with everybody mm. and um that's just a big deal it's going to be cool yep. to get everybody back together and i think the big thing for me too is they could definitely like kind of sidestep those legal troubles because they created their own entity in dr mary agona yeah why not just fully go on that and leave the bloody mary aspect out you could and they haven't yeah so i feel like we've been shorted and they could have done this the whole time, and she's just never returned. I get it. Um, I feel like, as far as female icons go, they've been not the best, typically. Like, I love Chance. I didn't love her in her icon year. Sure. Um, Lady Luck. Pros and cons. Loved her year, did not love Lady Luck herself. Um, and that was, she's one of my favorite icons of all time. Yeah. Mary Agatha. 
course. Um, so I need to see her again. And the storyteller's just lame. Just throwing that out there. I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is lame. Let's piss a few uh, people off. Terra Queen was the icon that year. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says, including Universal. Yeah. I'm sure most people who worked on the event would say she is also the icon and not so care. If you count the Terra Queen, you've also got to count uh, Bone from 27, right? <laughs> this is like, correct, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't be pick and choosing here. You've got to. But the difference is. <laughs> the difference is. Bone Ter- was on the Bill and Ted stage, so. T- Terra Queen was literally made as the icon. Yeah. Where Bone was not. I he think was it's more like a faux icon. I think it's a swapping situation because if I remember, marketing basically said he's our icon, and that A and D's like, no, he was never intended yeah. to be the yeah. icon. And uh, with Terra Queen, A and D's like, this is our icon, and marketing's like, you know, what if she was an old woman? No, I don't. So, this is a complete tangent, but <laughs> how do they think the storyteller is more marketable? than Terra Queen for a horror event. I don't know. I heard sales of Depends went up 120% that year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, true fact. Okay. Yeah. I believe you completely. Thanks. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> also, um, eyeglass screwdrivers. Like, the, those really went up that year. So... <laughs> yes, yeah. But yeah, they Bloody really Mary. Uh, Bloody Mary, yeah. I mean, that's all I gotta say. We, we've been robbed. She needs to return. She's also a very interesting icon just because, like... She's one of those, like, I distinctly remember, like, elementary school and middle school. Like, Bloody Mary was something that was just, like, in the pop culture yeah. conscience. Yeah. And just, like, I'm going to be honest. I remember distinctly being a seven-year-old kid and freaking out because these three hoodlum boys <laughs> were flipping the lights in the bathroom. And I was like, no, 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 we don't play with demons at uh, Pike Middle School, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so Bloody Mary is an interesting one. I think I think this is one we're gonna get back. Yeah. I I have high hopes, yeah. and I believe it's possible. I don't know if I'm as confident as you are that she will return because they've been even this year when apparently public domain once again and still nothing. Yeah. So I I don't know what's stopping them, but. They don't seem too keen on bringing her back. Currently. What if Universal just buys the character? I mean, that'd be awesome. Like to do their own movies, they could do it at the Han event. Whatever. Can't be that expensive. Actually, yeah. it might be. It's probably like yeah. Su- yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I kind of like that though. I like that she's one of those urban legend kind of. Exactly. I mean, everyone knows who Bloody Mary is. I think yeah. kids still do that, right? I think so. Bloody Mary? Yeah. I don't know. They I have haven't to. been a kid. I don't know, kids. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go out in the park and talk to some kids after this. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon style. <laughs> uh, so I guess the next one for me is actually also going back to 28, because that was a year I feel like there were so many different rumors. Like, the thing was heavily rumored that year, just like it is pretty much every single year. Yep. Um, there was, uh, well, like we said, Night of the Living Dead was rumored. Uh, but the one that I'm going to pick for that I know a lot of people would be stoked for is actually Lost Boys. And that was the Vamp 85. Yep. I mean, we're literally out here looking at where the hair metal band would have been, this exact spot. And, um, man, Lost Boys really is one of those that I, I think is bound to happen at some point. I mean, I could see it happening. Yeah. But now, yeah, not as confident as you, but... I, I think it's like it's one of those movies like Poltergeist that has enough of a reputation where they could bring it to the event and it would it would bring people. I yeah. think it's it's one of those things to a horror audience because that's who those IPs are for, right? Yeah. Like definitely. they're like, okay, we've got to bring in the 
the horror audience in particular. And I think Lost Boys would do that for a lot of people. Full disclosure, Fright Night is my favorite vampire movie of all time. I absolutely love Fright Night, but I just feel like Lost Boys has more of a chance. And that's just because it's a very fun movie. And not that Fright Night isn't fun. I just think Fright Night's going to require a lot more effects versus Lost Boys, which is going to be very recognizable and, and easier to pull off De- for Definitely the bigger property. Yeah, sure. I think it's the bigger one between the two. Yeah. But yeah, I think anytime you do 80s vampires, uh, shout out to my co-host Shelby, like, she would probably flip. Uh, vampires have to be. It's not HHN without vampires. Speaking of Shelby, uh, can we get Vamp 45 to exist, please? Yeah, we'll do our best. Ugh. We're going to hit it up. I know someone's listening, so, <laughs> hey. All right, and for the grand finale, just like we shared Scream right at the top of the episode, um, I have a big one that kind of comes up every single year, and every time it's mentioned, I'm like, that is so perfect. Why haven't we gotten that yet? It has been years since we've seen this creator featured at HHN, and maybe you know where I'm going with this. I think it's about time we got that Alfred Hitchcock compilation house. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I see. Yeah, I think that is... The reason I saved this one for last is... Alfred Hitchcock, like Beetlejuice, like Ghostbusters, has a long-standing relationship with Universal. You know, even a lot of universally released picks. Yeah, like, definitely. They're, they just have access to this thing. So the fact that they have... I think the last maze they did was Psychopath. Was that 16? I feel I like that, right. was, the I last think that was the last one. Yeah. So it's been almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it will be 15 years by next year. Um I just think it's time to return to that. Even if it's another psycho house, there's so many people that, um, I don't think, were you around during 16? That was my first year. Yeah, so 16. So you saw it your very first year. Yes. There's so many people like me, like Shelby, like 95% of the people I know that have never seen anything Hitchcock at Mm -hmm. the event. Um, Some of us weren't even around when the Bates Motel was here Mm -hmm. or the art of making movies and, and that sort of thing. I just think it's... It's such a cool concept, because every year they like to do these kind of compilation houses. Heck, you guys just did a whole episode about Universal Monsters being a modern compilation house. Yep. But Hitchcock is so... It's kind of a touchy one, because it's it's a lot of thriller versus overt horror. But I feel like people would be like, oh, this is the classic house. And if the cast really bought it, and it was a great representation of these classic movies, I think it'd be very cool. I mean, yes. Um, I have no complaints with that choice. That's perfect number one. Yeah. Okay, maybe not my number one, but a very good choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Hitchcock has endless properties you could go off of. Yeah. Especially in a compilation house. And then I know I said it was final, final, but bonus round, I think it's time for Robosaurus to get his own oh. house. Yeah. 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 Yeah, please. Yeah, let's do it. Can we bring in, like, all the kind of street, like, entertainers like that? We'll have Robosaurus and Rat Lady in the same house. Makes no sense, but, like, why not? Why not? Because we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That guy who, like, the lizard guy. I don't know what they actually called him. I forget. I wonder what he's up to. I'm sure he's still doing his thing. Yeah. Somewhere. You don't get tattooed like that without a game plan. No, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's still banking on that. (laughs) Somehow. All right. Well, I think that's as good of a spot as any to wrap up our first episode of the Stay in Screencast. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, it's always fun to get together with a good friend, talk over drinks, before we walk out into the streets for Halloween Horror Nights. Well, that was sad. Yeah. Yeah, um, it really is. I kind of feel like I'm about to go to Horror Nights. Yeah, I do too. And it's 
going to be very upsetting in about two you, minutes. You and I have a pretty good tolerance, but like, there's that very, very slight buzz where yeah. we're like, it's time to go hit some shit. Yep. I mean, maybe we've still got a little bit of time. Maybe we'll go through the tribute store just to feel something. But, um, okay, so... Before we wrap up, a couple house cleaning things. So this is going to be a weekly series, or at least we're going to try our darndest to make it a weekly series. Um, it is going to alternate. So this first episode, thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. The next episode is going to appear on HHN 365's feed. So if you're not already, and I have a feeling like 99% of you are, but if you're not, subscribe to both those podcasts. That way you can hear each week of the Stay and Scream podcast. I feel like you guys might have a bigger following than us a little bit, but you know. I feel like anyone listening to Catacombs will also listen to you guys. I think anyone who listens to us listens to you. That's possible. Maybe not vice versa. I, I mean, we're still we're still newbies here well, at the end okay. of the day. You well, there's, there's a lot of new podcasts. I don't know if we're the newbies, but we're still newbies. You're not the new guys anymore. No. There's been like 18 so-and-so's excellent podcasts pop up in the last <laughs> week. You know how it is. Um... But yes, so a couple of you guys asked, so we did want to give you the option. This podcast, of course, is going to be just completely free for everybody. We want you to enjoy it. Um, But we have had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, you know, if you're going to be doing this, we'd like to buy you a drink. So if you'd like to send us a couple dollars for the beers, because we're doing this authentically. Every time we sit down to record, we're going to buy a beer. So we don't need a lot (laughs) by any means. But if you're feeling generous and you'd like to buy us a drink, just like we're hanging out at Stay and Scream with you guys, it is said something. It's like said something just without the G. On Venmo. So just shoot a couple bucks there, and I promise you we will use it for beer. I um, actually need a refill right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The most help. righteous of purchases you could use your, <laughs> I, I feel like a late night TV dad. For only dollars a day, you can keep functional alcoholics afloat. <laughs> um, we'll send you a stuffed animal in the mail, like a certificate. No, but you will get a shout out on the episode for doing that. It's it's just a small way of saying thank you. And uh, for those of you who asked to do that, uh, we really appreciate it. But I really think that's about it. So, closing out the first episode of Stay in Screamcast, I've been Hunter. I'm Duff. And thank you for screaming with us. <laughs> <laughs>